1: What's up, nerds? It's basketball! Welcome to Horse! a basketball podcast about everything except for the actual sport. My name is Mike Schubert, and I'm joined, as always, by my trusted co-host, the being nice to people in Portland, Eric Silver. How's it going? I love Portland. It has all of my three favorite things, which is food,
0: beer, coffee, and I'm adding a fourth one, which is rain, because I love rain.
1: I was going to say it has food, beer, and a professional basketball team, which was hard when I lived in Seattle for two years. So before we get started, I was very proud of, of a jersey that I had to wear and I wanted to show Harriet. So I've bought two jerseys in my life for the Knicks. One was Tim Hardaway Jr., his rookie year, because I was like, they'll never trade him. They've traded him twice. Uh, and then I was like, Kristaps Porzingis, who everyone's aware got traded very dramatically. But thankfully, Tim Hardaway Jr.'s last name was Hardaway Jr., and his number was five. So now I've switched it to my new favorite player, Dennis Smith Jr., yeah. with the team! Dennis Smith Jr. just came in second place in the dunk contest last night. He got the silver medal, and I'm very proud of him. Wow, I hate that so much. I knew you
0: would! I hate it so much. And that's
1: why I did it. the, The jersey that I got didn't
0: show up, so I brought one that I already had from home, which I'm very excited about, and I just want to share with everyone else. I think you know it. I'm wearing a Baron Davis jersey from New Orleans. So a long time ago, my dad got this for me for when I was 14 because like all young Jewish boys, I got into 90s hip hop and basketball. (laughs) It was my ball mitzvah. Oh! (laughs) So
1: we are here to discuss some fun stuff. Uh, We got to get to our first segment, which is called Full Court Press. Get it? Like the news? I don't... You know, even in live, I don't...
0: (laughs) How do the two... How do they go? I don't...
1: No, I don't. It's all good. So, last night was the NBA Dunk Contest, which was very fun. I was at a bar doing the Multitude Meetup, and it came on, and I was very excited to to watch it. It was like a live course episode. Um, Most of the things were were pretty solid. It was a good night, but there were some dunks that were very bad and not good, one (laughs) of which was John Collins, who plays for the Atlanta Hawks. He paid homage to the, uh, the dunk contest in the whole All-Star game being in North Carolina. So he did a Orville and Wilbur Wright themed dunk, which is as bad as it sounds. You might be asking yourself, how do you do an Orville and Wilbur brothers? <laughs> and the answer is badly. <laughs> Very poorly. So he got five men to dress up in aviator outfits with scarves and the hats and the goggles and everything. They stood in a flying V. And then they brought out a model, uh, like the first plane, you know, the bad one. Uh, And he tried to to jump over it to dunk and do a windmill. The only problem was he kicked it twice with his foot. And then the announcers were like, he clears the plane. And I screamed, no, he didn't. Because he kicked it twice. They gave him a 50, it blew my mind.
0: I don't understand how you can break something and get a perfect score. Like, that's not how it works during
1: the SATs. Like, if in the middle I, like, snap my pencil and I'm like, I'm done! They would still dock me some points. He promised us to do a thing he did not deliver on his promise that does not warrant a perfect score. I'm sorry, John Collins.
0: I don't know if there's a better way to say that, like, you're not liked in the locker room than for all of your friends and co-workers to be like,
1: yeah, dress up as Amelia Earhart. That's gonna do it. <laughs> I want to know how much those men got paid to stand in a flying V and get dressed in outfits. Or were they all just John Collins' friends? I
0: can only assume it's their friends, but not good friends. Because
1: good friends tell you that scarf makes you look dumb. Oh! Time out! It's me, Mike from the present, correcting something that Mike from the past said. Mike from the past was very silly and said that John Collins received a score of 50 for this dunk. He did not receive a score of 50. He received a score of 42, which is still too high for a dunk where you promise that you're gonna jump over a plane and you kick the plane twice. You're telling me each plane kick, which went against his promise of a dunk, was only a four-point deduction? No. This should have got like a 38 maximum. I'm still very upset about this, but past Mike was wrong and I'm very sorry for his transgressions. Another good thing that happened in the dunk contest, which happens all of the time, is that very famous people get dunked over. Um, and so it's, it's a very common thing. So J. Cole was someone who helped out Dennis Smith with one of his dunks because they're best friends. With J. Cole, I don't know. I was farther away. I had went to a taco place by the time mm-hmm. that this was
0: going on. I was like, is that Drake in a Rasta wig? <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know if it's
1: better or worse than it's really J. Cole. They're both equally bad at rapping in my eyes. So That's sure. fair. That's uh, absolutely uh, true. Then Dwayne Wade got dunked over by by Dennis Smith Jr. He was wearing a very nice coat. I think the MVP of the night was Dwayne Wade's jacket. I agree. And then Shaquille O'Neal got dunked over by Hamadou Diallo, who ended up winning the contest. It was a very good dunk, but Shaquille's a big boy. He's seven foot two inches tall. That's a lot of inches. And when Hamadou jumped over and they had a camera on Shaq's face and he basically, sorry for everyone listening at home, but when, when they had the camera on his face, he just went like... He looked really unhappy. Like he was very scared. Which, like, someone, someone brought up who I was watching with, they were like, just think... The 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 worst case scenario is that someone's just like manhood is like in the back of your head. <laughs> Did someone text like, you the I word manhood? No, but that's. <laughs> trying to keep it a little more PG but like that's like it's not only is it going to hit you in the head but it's going to hit you in the head like at force yeah so it's like not a good no, that's real. I understand Shaq's facial expression that would be out of things that would be bad <laughs> so that was the dunk contest it was very fun the all-star game is tonight I highly recommend watching it I'll be rooting for Giannis's team to win same so that LeBron's world crumbles before him I'll be I'll be rooting for LeBron because I love collusion <laughs> oh no so the you uh, the episode
0: of horse has not come out yet where we describe. <laughs> But because LeBron got all of his all of the people all who are right. going to be free agents to be on his team it's like as I said before the second round of a job interview where you get FaceTime with the guy who's your manager
1: it's not good. It's, not, it's not gonna be good. But things that were good and were great. I went to the Blazers Warriors game when I flew in Wednesday. When they, when Listen Up had us come out, they were like, they were like, hey, you can fly out either Wednesday, Thursday, or Friday. When would you like to fly? And I looked at the schedule, like Portland Trail Blazers home games, and then it was like Wednesday night they're playing the Warriors, and I was like, really gonna need you to fly out Wednesday morning. <laughs> uh, if you could do that, that'd be great. So I went to the Blazers game. It was very fun. You guys have a very nice stadium. You have a fun team. Your jerseys and art is really cool. But what I really wanted to point out was two things that were really fun. Uh, One, the Warriors were starting to lose pretty poorly, and Steve Kerr, the coach, got very mad, and he got ejected for some egregious calls. But he took his clipboard and spiked it on the ground, and it was so loud. I was in, like, the nosebleeds. I heard it echo. It was really good. But the other thing that I like is that the whole... Uh, Moda Center, where the Blazers play, is very Portland in that. If you go to most stadiums, it's like, oh, the halftime show brought to you by Miller Lite, or, like, the half-court shooting contest brought to you by Coors Light. But all of the stuff for the sponsors of Portland are, like, very Portland sponsors. (laughs) So it's like, welcome like the Portland dancers brought to you by Tillamook Sharp Cheddar Cheese. Uh, (laughs) Or, like, or just like, oh, and now it's the player of the game brought to you by, like, Schmendemann's like, premier artisanal olive oil. Like, it was very... (laughs) It was very Portland, and it made me really happy that the sponsors weren't, like, generic in any way.
0: My favorite part, because I was, I was sleeping at the time when this was <laughs> happening, but I dreamt it, I can only imagine. Uh, you know, the third, like, you know, when everyone stretches in between the third and fourth quarter, it was just brought to you by clouds, clouds. <laughs>
1: They're everywhere in Portland. <laughs> <coughs> so it was very good. It was a good time. I had a blast. So that's going to wrap up Full Court Press. Eric, what are you talk about?
0: Something that actually happened. Okay. Mike, uh, tell me, if you were an animal, which animal do you think would be able to dunk the best?
1: Um, a gorilla. Why, why would you say that? Thumbs. Okay, good. Fair, fair, fair,
0: fair. Uh, <laughs> I wasn't expecting how straightforward that was going to be. I'm like, i like, you're was, right, that's
1: it. I was impressed with my own brain there. I was like, oh, that's the right answer. <laughs> Zoom. Most likely a Windmill is our
0: uh, evolutionary compatriot. Well, Mike, here's something that actually happened, and shout out to Oregon, but uh, here's a fun uh, headline that I want to read to you. Oregon Zoo Otter, known for slam dunking and self-pleasuring, dies at age 20.
1: I told you it was a good one, buddy. I I think someone sent me this tweet once and I was like, man, the onion is so funny. (laughs) But now I know it's real. Can I tell you? It was me six okay, weeks ago. good, good, good.
0: <laughs> and I'm just like, I'm going to save this for when we go to Portland. All right. <laughs> I just, ordinarily, I really try not to read exactly from the articles, but as we, we learn, press releases are our favorite thing in the entire world. They're so very here's fun. what happened. If you visited the Oregon Zoo in the last 18 years, you probably saw Eddie the Sea Otter. Eddie rescued as a pup from the California coast. Lived at the zoo from 2000 until he was euthanized Thursday morning. Thanks for burying... Don't bury the lead Oregon zoo! He's 21, though, and I learned, because I am also a zoologist as I do this, that 21 is extremely old
1: for an otter. So we're talking about, like, we're in NBA years. (laughs) 21 is old. How do you start a sentence with, you might know Eddie, and you end it with, euthanized after 21 years? What a roller coaster of one sentence. That comma's doing a lot of work. It's true. <laughs> There are a lot of dates in
0: between the word euthanized <laughs> and zoo. i was <laughs> like, oh, I'm going to learn something, and then just dies. It's, it's honestly like, I don't know how much wilder it can get after the headline, but I'm just going to keep going. The reason why Eddie was so beloved, because in 2012, Eddie's uh, zookeepers taught the aging otter, which, unnecessary, he's already dead. Don't call him <laughs> aging, that's hurtful. Uh, <laughs> he's in re... Let him enjoy his hobbies. <laughs> Excuse me. Eddie's zookeepers taught the aging otter to dunk a toy basketball as therapy for his arthritic elbow joints. His skills at the hoop made him an internet sensation. Here's what it look. I'm gonna show Mike. This is what
1: it looks like when Eddie dunks. Now, can you describe this picture to me? It is a. It is I'll Flip it around. It's a child's Portland Trail Blazers basket hoop. Eddie's dunking on it, <laughs> like the tiny little otter he is.
0: I like how like, a lot of animals, like from humans all the way through, get white hair as they age. Because I'm just like, oh, look at that guy who I know from the YMCA dunk. <laughs> Throwing it down. That's very good. Um, later, so I found another uh, article, because the woman who taught him how to dunk was Jenny
1: DeGroote, great name for someone who works at a zoo. Did you say your name was Jane? Jenny oh, DeGroote. Jenny. Jenny Groot. So I thought you said Jane, and I thought the second word was going to be Goodall. <laughs> they the flipped. person who taught him to dunk was Jane Goodall. Famed
0: yeah. zoologist, Jane Goodall, really loves the slamma Shit. <laughs> she, <laughs> she was, was totally teaching different. chimpanzees to dunk <laughs> because, because they have so bugs. Good, they're so good at dunking, exactly. Um... So this is like a real, like, rags-to-riches story. Like, I imagine this is on ESPN, so here you go. Jenny, the zoo's lead sea otter keeper, began training Eddie to put the ball through a plastic basketball hoop last year or so, back in 2012, uh, as a way of exercising the age otter's uh, elbows. Now, she says, the playful marine mammal is so good, he rarely misses a shot. Two things. One, it's, like, pretty close. Like, I should be able to make those shots. <laughs>
1: That is true.
0: But the whole time I was reading this, I was thinking Eddie was looking at like all the other otters and be like, you weren't
1: with me when you, I was in the aquarium. You weren't with me when I was training. I, you only love me now that I'm a star. I really enjoyed that it was started as like, it was started as a way to help out with his elbows. It was like, you know what this animal needs? Basketball. <laughs> I didn't turn to any other sport. This is just further adding to my list of why basketball is better than all exactly. of the other sports.
0: I just think that would never happen for humans. It's like you turn to NFL players and be like, mm, you know it's going to help that ACL tear? Basketball. <laughs> 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 totally change your sport. Jumping. That's definitely what's going to help happen. <laughs> Jenny said, we had to get creative. There aren't a lot of natural opportunities for Eddie to work those arthritic elbow joints because sea otters don't use their front limbs to swim. They swim by moving their back legs and flippers like a basketball player.
1: Yeah, everyone knows that Shaquille O'Neal has flippers, which is why he's so good at I mean, dunking. Does wear a size like twenty six shoes. And they so might as well be flippers. Pretty much. He's putting
0: flippers on. So training him with the basketball hoop was a way to get Eddie to use their those front limbs more regularly as he's putting up the J. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jenny didn't say that. That was me. <laughs> okay, was editors thinking, note. Eddie goes to, this is pretty funny. It's like Eddie goes off to train. It's like he doesn't train at his home court. He has to like go to like one of those hyperbaric chambers to train. Good. Eddie's athletic exploits take place off exhibit in a behind-the-scenes training pool connected to the zoo's Stellar Cove habitat via underwater tunnel.
1: Oh. Again, just like an NBA player, he has to go off and do it. Mm-hmm. You have to swim to the practice gym.
0: Yeah. Because, well, the thing is that now people don't know who Eddie is, but don't worry, there is, a very, <laughs> there is a very easy way to identify which one of the otters is Eddie. As visitors to the zoo might remember, Eddie had other interesting skills. <laughs> I'm imagining the beat writer who has to write this, for them, <laughs> who's on the Oregon Zoo beat, and the Oregonian be like, how am I going to be able to talk about this without being too gross? He could sometimes be observed creatively pleasuring himself. Creatively? Creatively pleasuring himself. I don't know. Like, is he using props? (laughs) (laughs) What Some of the other otters watch. Interesting poses, locations. He he doesn't play basketball in front of other people, but he jerks it in front of other people. Proving the animal see this is I'm, I'm reading all of this. Next next clause: Proving the animal kingdom is full of unique learning experiences. Shout out to this writer who is definitely not working on the Oregon paper anymore. Um, but don't worry, someone at the Oregon Zoo confirmed Thursday yes, that was Eddie who displayed so much confidence in front of zoo guests. <laughs> Yeah. I, I hope that someone who's listening to this later, like, skipped through and, like, didn't know I was talking about an otter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> someone at the zoo is doing this. Um, but apparently many Oregon Zoo guests will remember Eddie for his many fascinating talents. But don't worry, if the, zoo still, the zoo still has two other sea otters, Lincoln and Juno, but the other tank won't be the same without Eddie because he's not putting up the J or doing his own J. <laughs> Good. It was the underlying thing. I didn't mean for this to be all about animals helping themselves. Most of it was about slam dunks. I thought, I can't believe that actually happened. <laughs> I
1: cannot believe it. So he had to be euthanized because of his age and pain, not because he's like given the zoo a bad name. It wasn't like, <laughs> hey man. Senior your behavior lately, really gonna need to put an end to this. <laughs> Children was, come to the zoo a lot. So Eddie like, was going into a contract year at the end yeah, of twenty. Had a lot of performance reviews. Like we, lo- yo, the dunks are very cute. Great internet when you, goals When you sleep with the other otters and you hold hands so you don't drift apart. Also Super very cute. cute. The the flipper pattering, very good. We have to talk about the masturbation though. <laughs> I don't care how creative it is. I don't know how many many different places you do it. We love that you're spinning while you do it. (laughs) But it's just become too
0: much. Uh, (laughs) It just proves that being talented at basketball won't
1: keep you from the time of age and also from doing gross things in the pool. I would also love if the zoo just embraced this and was like, this part of the zoo is ages 21 and up. (laughs) The Oregon Zoo after dark. During full, like the extra tickets, like you know, you usually go to the zoo and then it's like, oh, do you want to see like animals in 4D, like the video where they spritz you with water if they pay more money? Same thing. It's like, you want to see Eddie? <laughs> <laughs> I like to imagine there's a thing in the zoo, it's
0: like a velvet curtain. And oh, then you're yeah. like, who goes? No one goes in that part of the zoo. That's gross. They're like, Gerald, what are you doing? I really want to see Eddie, guys. I saw him on the internet. Gross. Gross, Gerald. Gross. Wow. but <laughs> I just can't believe. I know it's like home to I love the picture a lot because like the blazers are now inextricably like related to Eddie. Mm-hmm. So it's like the PR people who are like, oh, this otter slams it down. Great job. I would love to give you like a tryout. Eddie wink. But it's like the trailblazers are inextricable from
1: Eddie the Jerk in it, Otter. I feel like the Blazers should have given him a little jersey. That you know? would have been cute. And I feel like that would have been a really good halftime show to Blazers game too. It was like they wheel out like a pool <laughs> or like a little tank and they set it up and then you do dunks. It's Aquatic adventures with the trailblazers. That would have be been good. I would have loved that.
0: That'd so yeah, Mike. Also, this was a eulogy. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of emotions in this one. So yeah, Mike, when I die... <laughs> Don't talk about any of that stuff. Got it, right. That's it. Yeah, just write that down. Only Only,
1: dunking. Only
0: dunking. You know, everyone on a horse knows that I have a 10-foot vertical leap, and I can throw it down, Mm -hmm. but don't talk about any of that other stuff. No matter how bad my arthritis is, no matter how white I get on top, don't talk about it. And
1: yeah, Mike, that actually happens. Wow, well, thank you so much. I'm glad to know that that actually happens.
0: Unfortunately, it actually happens. (laughs) Hey, it's Eric. We are taking our locker room break in the middle of our episode because we had an amazing live episode and we did not have things to talk about and shoes to pull on and pants to put on uh, in Portland. Thank you so much to Listen Up Portland for letting us perform. Beer Clock was a wild venue and everyone who came out, just makes us feel like our small, new, weird basketball podcast is really worthwhile. Special thanks to our newest patrons, Katie Humans. Michaela Finnegan, Camila Johansson, and our newest producer level patron, Joe Pintozzi, who joins the ranks of Teal, Misha Stanton, Breanne Wingate, Berger, Skylar Jorgensen, Gladiator Vader, Adam Hartwick, Ross Papa and Akano. You tried out for the Blazers and they were like, oh my god, you're also so amazing. And you're like, you know what, I gotta spend more time in the family. Thanks for the opportunity to definitely play professional basketball. We really appreciate it and producer-level patrons are the backbone that holds up the horse in this scenario. So you're one very long backbone. Now I'm gonna throw it over
1: to my good friend, Mike. I'm here to tell you about this episode's sponsor, Tab for a Cause. Tab for a Cause is taking the mindless task of opening a tab in Google Chrome and converting it into a charitable cause to help those in need. It is fantastic. This is some alchemy stuff that they're doing here. It's so simple. If you go to tabforacause.org/horse, you can add the Google Chrome extension Tab for a Cause to your browser, and every time you open a new tab, it'll have this nice, pristine picture that changes every day, which is really fun. You can add all these widgets and stuff to the homepage, so it's actually a useful tab, and every time you open a new tab, you get a heart, and you can donate those hearts to charity. You're already going to open a a bunch of new tabs without even thinking. I looked in this week alone I opened 185 tabs. It just happens. We all do this. We're all garbage people from time to time and murder the RAM on our laptops by having 37 tabs open because I need them. What if I want to get that very specific color of headband so that the next time we play basketball it matches my socks? But now you can turn all of these tab openings into something productive. All you need to do is go to tabforacause.org horse add the Google Chrome extension. It takes almost no time. It'll take less than 24 seconds so you won't Get a shot clock violation, I promise. It's amazing and wonderful, and I hope you add it. It's so simple. Anyway, you look ready to go, so let's leave this locker room and hit the court. We are here in Portland, and thank you so much for having us, Portland. And listen up, thanks for having us as well. When I was putting together the three on three, normally we usually do three the best of something and three the worst of something. I didn't want to step into Portland and be like, here's three good things, here's three things Portland sucks at, or like bad things that happened. So instead of doing Three on three, where something is bad. I just did two positive three on threes, <laughs> so it's really a six on zero. Okay. Um, right. So I'll, I'll talk about the first one, which is something we have discussed. Okay. Uh, which is the Portland Trail Blazers Twitter account is very well run, oh, and yes. they are the premier team account. There was a very fun era of the NBA about two years ago, where all of the players, like the Blazers, started this, and then a lot of other teams, like the Kings, started like trash talking the other teams via Twitter but then it got to the point where it was like too bad and the league had to say like, you can't do this anymore. There was like some spicy tweets. Uh, the one that stands out for particular is like the, the Rockets beat the Mavericks one time and then the Rockets account tweeted the Maverick emoji, like a horse emoji and then the gun emoji before it got changed <laughs> to a, a water pistol. And then the NBA was like, okay, we need to reel this in. <laughs> But the Blazers Twitter has always been very funny. We have made reference to a couple of their tweets before, but these three that I've put together are the three best blazers twitter moments which you can follow at trailblazers on twitter i highly recommend it even if you don't like the trailblazers at all it's a very fun twitter account to i like
0: follow. it everyone tell the trailblazers twitter that we're doing this and retweet all my really good basketball jokes
1: yeah come on through so the number three uh best twitter moment for the trailblazers account was when the blazers twitter and the blazers team squared off against chandler parsons Uh, You might know Chandler Parsons as a very pretty basketball player that gets injured a lot. There was a point in the time once where he had more Instagram posts than points scored in a season, Uh, so that kind of puts it into perspective. I mean, honestly, same. (laughs) (laughs) Me too. I don't even use Instagram that much. He, uh, He signed a big contract with the Mavericks once, and they signed it in the back of a club, so this is the kind of person that we're talking about. So, he had just signed a deal, this was in 2017, he had just signed a deal with the Memphis Grizzlies, and it was for lots of money. The Blazers were trying to sign him, and he ended up choosing the Grizzlies over the Blazers, even though they offered him the same contract, so there was some bad blood there. In a game, Chandler Parsons shot a three-pointer and airballed it pretty badly. He didn't even come close, big ol' airball, and the Trail Blazers Twitter account posted a replay of this as a GIF and then put the tweet, quote, to be fair, the NBA three-point line is really, really far away from the basket. (laughs) which was very funny. But it didn't stop there because then Chandler Parsons replied and he said, good luck in the lottery show this year with this fist emoji, which I don't know what he was trying to convey with this one. It's like power, power to everybody. the lottery. It's not good because he's white. So it's like white fist, which is like, eh, maybe not Chandler. That's the worst. <laughs> that's the worst type of fist. Yeah. You go white fist, gorilla fist, because they have a thumb. So... He, he had said good luck in the lottery show, implying that the Blazers would not make the playoffs. The Blazers ended up making the eighth spot, so they made it to the playoffs. The Grizzlies only made the seventh spot. They were one game better, so not too great of a diss from Chandler Parsons. Didn't get a whole lot of likes, and then the Trailblazers team jumped in, which I just love that the real athletes defended the Twitter account. Mm. So, reminder: Chandler Parsons said, "Good luck in the lottery show this year." C.J. McCollum quote tweeted Chandler's tweet and said, "We hit the lottery by not signing you." <laughs> so, Chandler's tweet, Chandler's tweet got, Chandler's tweet got four thousand nine hundred likes. C.J. McCollum's tweet got seventy-eight thousand nine hundred likes. That's the so, will. That's the will of the people, it's a man. A little bit better. It's, roughly twenty times better. That is the hand of the free market. <laughs> it's a good bird. Uh, Chandler then tried to reply to this. He said, "Stop it. Technically, I hit the lottery. Three thousand likes. Very cute, Chandler Parsons. Not a lot of response. But then Pat Connaughton, who was on the bleachers at the time, quote-tweeted C. J. McCollum's tweet with two of the monkey covering the mouth emojis to be like." <gasps> And then Damian Lillard quote-tweeted with the, like, gasping, embarrassed face emoji for for CJ McCollum. Both of those got lots of likes, more than Chandler's. So that was just the Blazers account made fun of Chandler Parsons. He tried to clap back, and then the whole team was like, no, Chandler. (laughs) (laughs) We like our silly Twitter account. (laughs) Then we get into the second best situation. So this was in 2017 in the playoffs in April against the Golden State Warriors, who are very good at basketball. It was a game. breaking news. This is the hard-hitting basketball <laughs> analysis. You come to horse Mark. So this was in this was in Game Four of a series in which the Warriors were already winning three to zero. So the Warriors are going for the sweep. They're playing Portland in Portland. At the end of the first quarter, the score was 45 to 22 in favor of the Warriors. And what the Blazers usually do is at the end of a quarter, they tweet like some sort of picture and then like a GIF, which will show what the score is. So you'll see here that instead of saying 22 to 45, it just said, uh, 22 to a lot. (laughs) With no other caption or anything like that. I love the honesty of this, this Twitter account. It's very good. So after the second quarter at halftime, The score was 72 to 48 in favor of the Warriors. And they tweeted a tweet that the the caption was just halftime. And they had the gif here. It says playoffs. And then it says 48 to more. Uh, Which was very good. I appreciate the person who's in After Effects putting this
0: together. (laughs) It's like, I don't have to watch the game. Does someone tell me when the buzzer goes? I already
1: have this great joke because nothing matters. The, The best part about this is that... I'm sure that, like, most fans and and most people involved in the Blazers organization obviously wants them to win the game, but you know the one Twitter guy's like, man, I hope they keep fucking losing by a lot. (laughs) These are really good jokes. So then you get to the third quarter where it was 106 to 80 in favor of the Warriors, and the caption just said, seriously, and then it said, 82, enough. (laughs) And then if the other ones were showing, like, good plays, this one is just Alan Crabb looking really sad. (laughs) Which is very fun. And then for the the final recap one, before this game happened, there was like a big controversy because far in advance before the playoff schedule was determined, Chance the Rapper had a show scheduled in Oakland for the same day that game five was going to happen. Mm -hmm. So if the Blazers won the Warriors and Blazers were gonna to have to play game five in Oakland the same night as the Chance the Rapper concert, so they would have had to delay it. So it was this whole big thing where it was like, oh, this will be really funny if the Blazers win and like figure out what they have to do. Whereas like people online and Reddit and Twitter were like, they should just happen at the same time. Just like have Chance rapping while the game goes on. So instead of tweeting a fourth quarter update about the score with a gif and anything, it just said, at Chance the Rapper, enjoy your show. <laughs> Listen. Regardless, Clay Thompson will be at the church He's
0: just—he's like, you guys don't need me. I got like—I got my one hitter in my bag, and I'm gonna go and hang out and listen to Juice. Like it's fine. <laughs> It was
1: a, it was a really fun moment to happen, and then Steve Kerr, who is the king of post game interviews, they asked him about this, and he was like, "We just really didn't want Chance to have to reschedule. We know people are bought tickets. Like it was a very fun answer." Then we get into the <laughs> we, we, and then uh, someone talked to Chance,
0: and he's like, "The Bulls are still terrible." Yeah, he's a They're big Chicago bad. Bulls fan. He loves Chicago <laughs>
1: as almost as much as he likes the number three. No, oh, he's a big fan. Is he only loves he all change, the number three. He's gonna change to four all over when he makes his next album. I well then I have to get new hats. <laughs> so <laughs> no, I really. I not. I miss when Chance the Rapper was good. Uh, now he's just like Chance the guy who talks. He doesn't live up to his name anymore. This is a separate podcast. Chance makes me sad now. <laughs> this is the part of the podcast <laughs> where I cut it. <laughs> it's that live show, the real live show magic. So then we get into the number one Twitter moment from the Blazers Twitter. And we have talked about this multiple times in the episode. But yes. Oh, there, yes. There was a trade. There was a trade that took place in June of 2017. It's a thing that happens a lot in the NBA, especially around the, the trade deadline trades will happen also in the offseason. Trades will happen where instead of just trading people for people or people for picks, you do a trade just to clear out a roster spot so that rather than when you waive someone paying their whole salary, you can just make a trade and then it makes your life easier, saves your owner tax money, etc. What this is an exchange is called is you'll trade someone for like rights to a player or cash considerations, which I learned like it sometimes it's just in the form of a check, just one check where it's like here's $500,000, thank you for letting us do this. Sometimes it will be like an installments the rockets one time it was for like a hundred thousand dollars and they did 10 installments of ten thousand dollars over the course of a week so they paid it out weekly did they put a lot like they put like alonzo morning on layaway i don't, I don't you think can't it's do like that give it that to the
0: ownership doing, group. this isn't big lots you can't just get a this isn't but. like bonnaroo you can't pay in three easy installments <laughs> And then you're gonna see Chance the Rep. That doesn't make any we'll sense. We'll make, to make this sense trade sense.
1: happen for 10 easy payments of $10,000. Now, 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 now. <laughs> so, but another thing that they can do is rather than like write a check, they can just like pay for stuff so it'll be like hey let us know next time you pay for something at your arena or whatever and we'll pay for it so there was one time where one of the teams just like expensed out like the parking lot renovations that they did or one was like all new copy machines and they just like make the other team pay for it so like cash considerations can turn into a lot of really fun different things I like that I want there to be a plaque like
0: somewhere in the Blazer, Blazers offices that's like paid for by James Dolan of the New York <laughs> Knicks <laughs> so, it's the copy machine that's always terrible and, like, really just wants to
1: play jazz music instead? <laughs> and so he just doesn't want to do the copying. That's so weird how it does that. So the Blazers, much like they have the gif for, like, after quarters when they do updates, what they normally do after they get a player is they'll do some sort of gif and it'll be like, welcome to Portland, you know, Nick Stauskis, and then it'll be some sort of picture of him playing uh, and whatever. So instead, they have welcome to Rip City, cash considerations, which is a picture of a bunch of Ben Franklin's, uh, in a gif going. So it just says, welcome cash considerations, which is very funny. He got four 40,000 likes on Twitter, but it didn't stop there. They did a follow-up tweet later. Afterwards, they'll usually post like quotes or if there's like a big press conference when they bring a new player in, they'll like take a picture with their new jersey, talk about how it's exciting to be a part of the team, be welcoming into the city. So what they did was they set up, and this is real, it's not Photoshopped. They set up like the press conference thing with like the Blazers background and then it's a bag of cash. (laughs) With a dollar sign on it in front of a microphone. And then it has a quote from Cash Considerations saying, This trade is a blessing. I'm ready to grind, Rip City. I think I, c- I can make an immediate impact out on the floor. Cash Considerations. Uh, I think I can make an immediate impact out on the floor is what I
0: say every other Friday. <laughs> it, it I think ma- you're going to be make a real great... Uh, we're really bringing the team together. I think that uh, this cash, this check that I just got from TD Bank is really
1: going to sop up the rent that I really need to defend my team. What would make me really happy is if they, the cash considerations was like they charged whatever team for redoing their floor because yeah. then he literally would have made an immediate impact on the floor. The other thing I like is that in these post-game pressers they usually have like Gatorade. No, you're just going to move past uh, yeah, the floor it's, fun? This right. a good joke. Um, but then the uh, thing with like these press conferences they'll have like you know, Gatorade water whatever, they have, like, little water bottles out on the table still. So, like, the attention to detail by the entire Blazers account makes me really happy, and it's something that you talked about, is I imagine the Blazers Twitter account person who runs it having these ideas and then having to go to multiple people within the organization and, like, hi, I have a good idea for a very funny joke. I'm going to need a burlap sack, Okay, a lot right. of money, Yeah. <laughs> Two water bottles, the entire press conference set up with microphones. It's like, hey, do you
0: need Damien Lillard or CJ McCollum? you need them to do anything? No, I got it. I just no. need the sack.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Don't
0: worry about anything else. Let them practice. They could be away. I just need, like, ten minutes alone with the sack. <laughs>
1: Would He's have like, been a lot right. different if that was the otter asking That's for 10 true. minutes alone with the sack. All oh. right, here's what I need. I need an otter,
0: I need a plastic basketball
1: hoop, and I need a laptop with no passwords. <laughs> I'm also going to need a lot of paper towels and tissues. So, To that. sum up the water, yeah. it's an otter, guys. Yeah. It's an otter because it's wet. It's
0: wet because there's water on the ground and also the jerk in it. So...
1: Those are the three best Twitter moments from Blazer's Twitter. Oh, thank you. Oh, but we have three more good things. Oh, hold on. <laughs> Let me see the robot
0: voice so that I can separate it. One, two, three. Three, two, one. Three on three.
1: Great. Now, glad you did it live. So now we're doing... <laughs> that's, I made a lot of really good jokes, so that's what you guys are going applaud <laughs> for? All right. So those are the three best Blazers Twitter moments. I want to do another three positive, good things. And there's someone who used to play for the Blazers named Bill Walton, who is yes. the most Portland person to exist. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you've ever seen him, he's like got a real big straggly beard and gray hair, and he like talks like this. And he uh, listens to the Grateful Dead. He's ridiculous. His son is a coach of the Lakers now. He's a very good player for the Blazers. Unfortunately, his crew is cut short due to injuries, but he's just like a wild personality and does a lot of broadcasting. When he does broadcasting, he says the most bonkers shit ever. Like, (laughs) the most ridiculous things. And I was researching the best Bill Walton quotes for this three-on-three. Thankfully, there is a website... Called BillWalton.com slash Walton quotes or <laughs> slash Walton dash quotes. <laughs> and I'm I'm not sure if this Bill Walton website is run by Bill Walton or not, but mm-hmm. it does have a lot of information about like live events he will be at and like what music he's listening to this month and his book and like his favorite Grateful Dead songs. It's, it's like, oh, weird. He's listening to, to Touch of Grey for two days. Yeah. <laughs> that's how long that, that's a
0: deep cut for all the deadheads <laughs>
1: out there. So there were a lot of quotes. It was really hard to narrow this down to three, but I did find the three best Bill Walton quotes that he's ever said on air while broadcasting. Okay, quotes. I'm ready. The first takes place in 2007. He was broadcasting an NBA game, and he says, yesterday we celebrated Sir Isaac Newton's discover of gravity. Today, Fabricio Alberto is defying it. <laughs> Institute, <laughs> like, insinuating that this guy's doing a lot of good dunks. Fabricio Alberto has 10 career dunks. In his entire NBA career, he had seven total in 2007, so unless he had seven dunks in the same game, I don't know what he would have done to defy gravity, seeing that he averaged like a tenth of a dunk a game. Well, obviously he was (laughs) dropping apples the entire time. I also know, and I tried to find this online because I was really trying to find exactly what day they celebrate Sir Isaac Newton discovering gravity so that I could figure out exactly how many dunks it has. It's not on the internet. So I don't know how Bill Walton knows, but he knows the day that you celebrate Isaac Newton discovering gravity. Like, I don't know where he found it, but Bill Walton knows, and the internet doesn't. Bill Walton sounds like the of guy who has, like, an Uncle John's reader just, like, on the back
0: of his toilet. And he's like, mmm, Hey, I heard uh, gravity was discovered today. I'm going to share that with the nation Yeah, (laughs) on my my nationally distributed basketball program. (laughs) So
1: (laughs) the next quote comes in an exchange between Bill Walton and Tom Hammond. They're covering a Utah Jazz game. And for reference, Bill Walton went to UCLA, had a very good college career there. They're watching the game and talking about John Stockton. And Bill says, John Stockton is one of the true marvels, not just of basketball or in America, but in the history of Western civilization. I think John Stockton's very good, but this is high praise. Tom then replies, wow, that's a pretty strong statement. I guess I don't have a good handle on world history. And Bill Walton says, well, Tom, that's because you didn't go to UCLA. (laughs) So he calls John Stockton a marvel of Western civilization and Tom Hammond stupid in... 12 seconds. <laughs> Listen, if we're talking about defying gravity from the third one, we should talk about
0: John Stockton's extremely small short shorts. Mm-hmm, the man, good. the man has I've never seen shorter shorts, and I have walked by an American Eagles <laughs> front display before. Mm-hmm. I'm very surprised about that. Both of these guys remind me of somebody's dad. Like not my dad, but like you Someways. go over to someone else's mm-hmm. house and it's like you don't know their rules. Or not. So it was like, oh yeah, you know, we take off our shoes and our socks before we come inside, and be like, that's weird. That's not what I do at my house, but it's fine. And then you're there for dinner, and it's like we only we're only eating bulgur wheat for dinner. And I'm like, I hate Jimmy's house. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I hate Jimmy Walton. He sucks. <laughs> How do you feel about John Stockton as, let's say, an NBA Jam character that I beat you with yesterday?
0: You're gonna say that in front of all of our friends? I am. Really you're gonna.
1: You do that? Just has a feel. He scored a lot of points.
0: First of all, uh, yes, that's that's what happened. I lost by one point. The other time that I played Mike, I lost by two points. So collectively, I've lost by three. Mikey is making it seem like uh, while we were playing NBA Jam sometime in the second quarter, I sat down, cried, and pooped myself. (laughs) And that he's and that's how he won because I stopped playing because of the affirmation, crying, and booping. Um, so fine, really, He was pretty close. John Stockton as a as a arcade character did not have a short of shorts I would have appreciated. It was mm. good. I, what I did like when we were playing NBA Jam, Mike uh, was playing with John Stockton, Carl Malone, and Carl Malone was the AI character. So throughout the game, Mike was like, "Carl, <laughs> Carl, why would you do this to
1: me? I was... Carl, <laughs> stop." He wasn't playing good defense. Carl! (laughs) It's like, he
0: can't hear you. It's 1994. Also, it's a video game.
1: I tried, I tried really hard. This is what I do when I'm playing video games and when I'm watching games live. I went to a Knicks Warriors game with my coworkers, and I was talking to all the Knicks much like this on a first name basis. And one of my coworkers, who's not very familiar with basketball, told me, he was like, I love that you talk to them like they're your relatives. Because <laughs> I'm just like, Mario, please, Emmanuel, pass
0: it. Actually, I do do this with Mario Hazonia, because Mario Hazonia looks like Someone in, in an 80s movie who is like at a prep school and like pushes down the protagonist in the dirt <laughs> a lot. Like lots of acne, slicked back hair, like a really punchable
1: face. And, and the my, beard is bad. He literally really looks bad. like me if I didn't shave often enough. It's, like, it's my, like a real
0: bad beard situation and similar hair. It might got left in Estonia and like didn't know what washing <laughs> your face was. And I'm just like, Mario, stop ruining the game for everyone. <laughs> Mario Hezonia <laughs> is a very yellable name.
1: It's very good.
0: Mario, get off my lawn! (laughs) Mario, Hazonia, you come to the principal's office right now!
1: (laughs) It's very good. I love it. It's very, very good. (laughs) So we get into the number one Bill Walton quote here. And he is broadcasting a game in which Boris Diaw is playing. Boris Diaw is a ridiculously amazing NBA player. He is known not only for being good, but also when he would travel on the road with his team, he would bring his own espresso machine to the locker room so he could have his pre-game espresso. And he didn't trust any other machine except for his. He's
0: very Italian. The most. Like, extremely European. (laughs) And, like, I appreciate that as someone who cares and also, like, can make it to the NBA. I mean, like, I feel like so many international players come to the NBA and be like, Drake, yes, good job. But it's just
1: not, it's like he's trying to stay as European as possible, and I really appreciate that. It's very good. So the quote that Bill Walton said about him is, and when you look at Boris Diaw and what he's done to this franchise, he's changed everything. We celebrate his brilliance, and when you talk to Boris Diao, you realize what a classical human being he is. (laughs) It was 201 years ago today, Beethoven's Symphony No. 3 in E-flat, which escorted in the age of romanticism in music. And when I think of Boris Diao, I think of Beethoven and the age of the romantics. This guy has it all. Huh. You know how he says this during a basketball game?
0: (laughs) And then someone says, like, well, I I guess the... The Mavericks are up by five. Now. Like, what, you <laughs> what, what do you say in response to that? I'd like to think Bill Walton is like sketching the vir- the Peruvian vir- 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 man, you know, the one wears nothing. Guy, he's the. Pr- <laughs> but it's Boris Diaw's face. face, and he has
1: basketballs in each hand. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Boris Diaw is the perfect ratio of person. I just, it, I also now I'm imagining Bill Walton sketching like a nude Boris Diaw. <laughs> <laughs> Draw me like one of your French players.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So that is the three on three of the three best Blazers Twitter moments and the three best Bill Walton quotes. That's so great. The truest homage I could ever pay to Portland. I wish. Listen, at this point, we got
0: to combine the two and Bill Walton needs to get on that Twitter. Yeah. I feel like Bill Walton would write really long tweets and like with multiple Mm -hmm. periods and semicolons. Mm -hmm. It'd It'd be like, Portland is such a wonderful place that I can never express how much uh how well it's going to be Colon, it reminds me of my time when i was out on the out in the fields you know out in portland and i loved it so much one slash of ten yeah
1: <laughs> it would be it would be a full twitter thread just to say one sentence is like, what i think it would be blazers up by three yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's how they end oh, it's man.
0: so wonderful so
1: that is going to that's going to do it for us
0: yeah i well mike i had two things that i wanted i wanted to tell you about one was, I think, I really want the chance to go to that Portland, the basketball coffee place. Mm-hmm. Do you guys know that place? It's wild. I cannot remember the name, but it's like it, it's wild. This is in Portland. There are these places that don't exist anywhere else. Like not even in New York. It's like there's enough. The rent is low enough that like you can do something ridiculous, and if the same fifteen people show up, you're like, hey, we're successful. We'll keep doing the weird thing. It's like over next to Ground Control downtown in 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 Old Chinatown, and. That's awesome yes oh my god dead stop stop. yes and it's amazing it's like there are there are boxes and boxes of sneakers everywhere and i walked in and i knew it was the place that i wanted to be because i went in there and i looked at everyone who was walking working behind the bar and i'm like oh you guys are so cool you're much too cool for me right now can i have an espresso is that okay (laughs) you're gonna dunk all over me so I need to take you there and uh, all the stuff all the things that listen up uh, Portland and the travel board of Portland has brought us has been so amazing Mm -hmm. so thank you so much for bringing us your city and I really appreciate that you're all great clap for Portland yay Portland (laughs) yay Portland
1: I'm really mad that the basketball place doesn't have, like, a pun name. Like, the fact that Dunk is not anywhere in the name makes me sad. It's because they're much cooler than we yeah, are. Yeah, they are too cool. They're
0: very cool. The thing that I did want to do, the second thing, Mike, it is your birthday. It is. And I don't know because everyone did say happy birthday to you when uh-huh. you did get a cupcake. But what I wanted to do was I wanted to give you 60 seconds just to, like, talk about the Knicks. Just do it. Just like I really want to have to put this time aside. I'm gonna put a time. Yeah, I'll put a put timer. A timer and I just want you to like talk about why the Knicks are good and why you enjoy them. And just like whatever you, you can talk about Kevin Durant, you could talk about the, the jerseys or the costumes, as my mom would say. And I will stop you at 60 and I will yell that I tell you to stop. Okay. And just, I, this is my birthday present to you because I think that you don't have enough chances
1: okay. to talk about the, the New York Knicks. Yeah. Okay, you ready? Yes. All right. Three, two, one. So the Knicks play with my heartstrings, but I still love them very much. I think there's a lot of contributing factors. Their jerseys are really nice. Their color scheme is good. The blue and orange looks really nice, and the blue, white, and orange also goes with the state flag of New York, so it like, actually makes sense. MSG is a perfect arena in, in terms of layout, ambiance, etc. It's just like a perfect place. It's also like a museum on the inside, so that's very cool. Uh, we They are going in a correct direction in that like we're taking a really big risk, and it could pay off really well, but if they turn out to do the most Knicks thing ever and like sign people that aren't good at basketball, which we have a very high chance of doing, it's going to blow up in my face but 30 seconds If we can get Kevin Durant Kyrie Irving people like that when the draft gets Ian Williamson that'd be very fun I like Dennis Smith Jr. the fact that he dunks a lot I like that DeAndre Jordan is teaching our young people to do well 20 I seconds trust in Frank Nilakina to achieve his French greatness and Kevin Knox to figure things out and get better even Alonzo Trier can do some great things for us I like it a lot. It's, it's really hard. The one centers. thing that gets good is I'm so on board Nine, that I, by the time we actually eight, win the championship seven, at some point in my life, six, everyone's going to know I was there five, from the beginning. And I'm four, really excited to get three, a lot of congratulation messages when it finally happens.
0: One. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. There you go. That's wonderful. That, uh, I think it will be wonderful. Mike, <laughs> Mike, I also, I really want to do the credits. I know oh. this is not a thing that people do usually during our live shows, but the credits are some of my favorite things that we do on the show. Okay. And I would love if we just, like, threw them down. Okay. Are you ready?
1: Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Oh, man. I want to make sure I remember anything. <gasps> Thanks for listening to this episode of Horse. Horse is hosted by Mike Schubert and Eric Silver. It is edited and produced. It is edited and mixed by Eric Silver. The social media is run by Mike Schubert. The theme song is by Bettina Campamantes. The website by Kelly Beckman. And the art is by Allison Wakeman. Yes, that's it. Thank you so much to our producer level patrons. Hey, Mike, do you know who's as
0: good as Portland but also on the internet and not in front of us? Our producer level patrons. They're amazing. You can also find us on the internet. You can find us at horsehoops.com or you can find us on social media at horsehoops on Instagram and Facebook. And you can find us at horse underscore hoops because, as we say every single episode, it's because Seattle doesn't have a basketball team. Yeah, because horse, horse hoops, hoops was, was banned. banned. We still don't know what's wrong with horse hoops. We still haven't we'll figured it out. out. We'll get we there. don't know if he's just like, you know, I really like basketball also anthrax number one and we
1: just got booted we do not understand if you want awesome bonus content you go to patreon.com slash horse hoops where you can watch me kick eric's butt at nba2k it's really bad it's very fun uh, and I think that all those other, all the other
0: stuff hey Mike you know who I would want to make a five on five basketball team with and we could definitely run the court with
1: everyone here
0: everyone here and also at multitude we are a part <laughs> of multitude the collective of awesome people we, we thank you so much for coming out to all of our shows we without the support of our collective and the people who love all of the shows that we do together, we can't do it. That is Potterless. That
1: is join the party. That is horse. That is spirits. And that is Waystation and more shows to come. Thank you again to Beer O'clock for having us for being both the best location and time. Where someone's like, "Where and when is the show?" It's like Beer O'clock and Beer O'clock, <laughs> which also means three p.m. Three. <laughs> <laughs> it's very good. So thank you for having us. And listen up. Thank you so much for having us too. That's right. Mike, we got to really put our heads in the middle. We do. I know. I wanted to thank them. before oh I'm sorry. Thanking is good. Yes. It's very good. So as we do, always we got to put our hands in the middle and then on the count of three say something that was relevant um so i'm thinking we should say like one two three and then maybe like beethoven symphony since i think like number three was <laughs> the boris, boris deow boris,
0: boris Diao, the epitome of man
1: all right so beethoven symphony on the three <laughs> okay fine. one two, two three, three.
0: Beethoven, beethoven symphony thank you all so much for thank coming to so my <laughs> oh
1: what a time